Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of Fruit Snacks. In this week, we're going to basically put a bow on our entire discussion of doctrine that we've had this this season of Fruit Snacks by discussing the three victories of Jesus. And as I mentioned in last week's uh, content, that when we look at it from sort of a bigger picture, there are at least three things that Jesus came to resolve and did resolve by his ministry and his death, burial, and resurrection here on earth. And so it's not as simple and as straightforward as Jesus coming just to die for sin, although that is one aspect, and we're going to discuss that today. But there are other things that Jesus came to resolve and to solve as well. And so by way of review, a lot of the content this week is going to call upon previous content and other discussions and passages of scripture that we have visited throughout the course of this season, but we're going to do it in more of a systematic way so that it all sort of comes together and we see maybe a little bit of the bigger picture. So in today's episode, I want to start with what is probably the most obvious victory of Jesus, and that is that uh, Jesus came to resolve the problem that we face, which we find in Genesis chapter 3. And that is, of course, when the serpent deceives Eve and therefore Adam into thinking that they won't die for their sin. He says, you're not going to really die. In fact, you're going to be more like God, and God doesn't want that. He lies to them and he deceives them into uh, sinning. But it is as a result of that sin that death enters into the world. And so death is really the first problem that needs solving. It's the first sort of rebellion that uh, we see in Scripture against God. And it is the first problem that we encounter or take on as human beings. And we see this in Romans 5.12, which we've looked at before, where Paul says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So death is what is spreading to all men because of Adam and because of his decision to willfully rebel against God. And furthermore, we see that it is the devil who has power over death. And we see this in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, which says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. That's verse 15 as well. So what we see here is that Jesus' resurrection When he died and then came back from the dead, he essentially defeated death. He he beat it because death is supposed to be, as we've looked at even Hebrew worldview, if you go into the earth, into the depths, into Sheol, it's a one-way ticket. You don't come back from there. And that was 
the understanding throughout all of ancient thinking, except for when Jesus did it. And so when Jesus comes back triumphantly from death, he is showing that he is more powerful, that he is stronger, that he is superior to death, and therefore the one who is in charge of death or who has who has the power of death, which is the devil, according to Hebrews 2.14. And so by Jesus basically breaking the power of death and therefore Satan's power over it, he is creating a way of escape from not just physical death, but ultimately the second death, which is what Revelation refers to it as the ultimate and the eternal death, which is forever being separated from God. And so uh, Paul picks up on this idea in 1 Corinthians 15, and I'm going to read you a passage from the end of that chapter just to kind of tie off this episode and this thought about this first victory of Jesus over death. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, starting in verse 50, He says, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed for this perishable body must put on the imperishable. And this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And so we see here that Jesus' victory over death does not necessarily mean that we won't die physically, but it means that we have a hope that once we die physically, we will inevitably, eventually be raised to new life that will last forever and we will never experience the second death the separation from god that lasts forever because of jesus because of his victory we now can have victory over death as well and that all the sting all the the consequence that comes from eternal death is now removed in jesus christ and that is the first problem that Jesus solved with his ministry and his death, burial, and resurrection here on earth. And in the episodes that follow this week, we're going to look at two more victories of Jesus as well. 